On this episode of Sea Level, I talk with Dr. Shelton Good, President and CEO of Icarus Consulting. So, Shelton, like, uh, thank you for having us come out. I mean, this is, I, I know a little bit of your background, and today we're going to be talking about like uh, diversification in the workplace and team building and stuff. And, right. and I want to hear from you. So, how did how did you get? Where'd you where'd you come from? Grew up? How'd you get started? How'd you get into all this? Okay, so let's go backwards. Yeah, let's work backwards. Yeah. So, I'm currently the CEO and president of Icarus Consulting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Icarus Consulting is a veteran-owned firm. And we specialize in human resource management consulting. But our superpower is helping companies um, recruit in a very competitive landscape, Mm -hmm. make sure that they get their share of the talent. Mm -hmm. But but we we do something a little bit better than some other folks. We also concentrate for our clients on their current workforce. So many companies are so focused on getting you know that uh, that that talent in right, right. Uh, um, it's diverse it's young it's um, people of color it's women mm-hmm. and everybody's so focused on that that sometimes their current workforce feels like they're being overlooked mm-hmm. so we make sure that while they're trying to get that diverse talent from the emerging workforce that they think about and focus on their current people oh, and then right. once they do get that workforce that talent in that they keep it because right. it's real competitive and it's almost um, cheaper mm-hmm. and easier to poach from, you know, from other companies than go out and source for new talent. So we make sure that companies have a uh, an inclusive workplace, which we believe is the secret sauce to retaining um, employees. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. And and I, I love the fact that um, you know your current employees, right? Mm-hmm. That's important too, because yes. you're always, you're bringing in new talent. And sometimes people that have been around for a long time, right. you know, it's like, oh, there's this new talent coming in. So making sure that they still feel as, you know, important right. and, and stuff. So right. I love that. That's right, cool. yeah. And, and that comes from the fact that <clears throat> before I um, started Icarus Consulting, mm-hmm. I, I was a chief diversity officer for a number of companies. What does Icarus stand for? Um, Icarus well, doesn't stand for anything. So okay. uh, if you know anything about Greek, Greek mythology, Greek mythology okay. yep. so, uh, you know, I like the fact that there was this guy in Greek mythology who wanted to defy gravity. Right. In fact, that's our tagline. Let's, okay. let's defy gravity. There you go. Um, so, but before starting the firm, I was a chief diversity officer for a number of uh, large and small mm-hmm. companies. Um, and I'm proud to, to, to tell you what those are. Mm-hmm. It was uh, the Metropolitan Atlanta Rapid Transit Authority, yeah. better known as MARTA, right. Um, right here in Atlanta. Yep. Um, before that, it was Oshkosh Defense Corporation. Um, Pennsylvania Power and Light, and then again back here in Atlanta with a southern company, Georgia Power, where I was in uh, in human resource leadership and uh, diversity leadership. Mm-hmm. So I've taken all that experience mm-hmm. and 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 brought it into my company. Oh, I can't forget, can't forget to mention 23 years, six months, eight days serving this great country yep. uh, in the uh, in the Air Force. Thank you for some. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. So that well, while we're talking about that, so tell about you know coming from you know the Air Force going into the private sector. Right. What was what was that transition like for you? It was interesting yeah. because I knew that I had a lot of training, mm-hmm. knew that I had um, not only education but advanced education. The the Air Force, thanks to the Air Force, I was able to get um, both a graduate and postgraduate degree. Awesome. But I I think I overestimated how tough it was to make a transition. Mm-hmm. You, you can't just step out um, and step right into a new world. Right. And so if I had to press rewind and do it again, I probably would have sought out a coach, mm-hmm. someone specifically 
um, in the line of work that I wanted to go to and then help them tell me the unwritten rules. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a number of them. For an example, um, in the Air Force, um, the budget is, is sort of seamless and invisible. Mm -hmm. You know that it's gonna come, it's gonna roll over. In corporate world, you have to put together a business case and from budget year to budget year, right. you have to compete yep. for your priorities. I was not, uh, I should have known that, but mm -hmm. I, wasn't I wasn't prepared for that. And I wasn't um, as prepared for the quarter to quarter pressure mm -hmm. to, have to, to have to perform. Right. You know, um, Pete, you're only as good as the last quarter. Right. Uh, other than that, um, the, the leadership, the working with people from different backgrounds, mm -hmm. uh, different nationalities, um, that again was, I think that gave me a, a competitive edge. Um, um, coming in. So there was some good, there was some bad. In fact, I, I do a lot of mentoring now of vets mm -hmm. um, transitioning from the military into the corporate sector and I, I share with them some of those lessons learned. That's awesome. And yeah. and what I, what I love about the military is it, it, it does, prepares you for that, that, that fundamental, you know, leadership foundation. Right. right. You know, and, and um, you know, incorporating, when making that transition into corporate life, like I see a lot of that, like stepping into management roles. Right. Are, you, are you finding the same thing, that they're stepping into management roles or CEO, C-suite type, type roles? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that um, I learned and stays with me and I've brought it from the military to higher ed to corporate, and now into mine is teams. Mm. That that every that uh, it's uh, organization where everybody knows their role, mm -hmm. everybody knows their position, everybody's prepared and trained to to, to execute and play. Right. And and I'm not just talking about play. I'm talking about play. I mean, I mean, let's talk about a kicker. Yeah. A kicker can kick a 60-yard field goal if you're up by 42. Right. But can you kick that same field goal? when you're down by, by two, mm -hmm. and it's only one second to go on the clock, <laughs> right. you know, and everybody's counting on you. Right. That's the difference. That's, mm -hmm. that's the thing that I, I think makes um, my consulting firm special, is we have a very, very good team. Everybody's qualified, everybody knows their role, but everybody knows that you have to help everybody yeah. in, in order for everyone to succeed. What I what I love just you know hearing you when you walked in you're like oh hang on let, let me let me holler at my family yeah I yeah, love that yeah because yeah. you know it's the same thing that I say in our yeah, company too is, yeah. is you guys are family yeah you know that's yeah. you know it's I joke I say mm -hmm. when I hire somebody it's right. more of an adoption process right. than anything it's right. like because you know I'm taking you in and like I you know I I want the best for you like right. I want to get you to where you want to go in life. I want to know what the desires of your heart and support mm -hmm. you. That's what I'm supposed to do as a CEO, right. is support you and get you to right. where you want to go. That's exactly correct. That's exactly correct. And you spend a lot of time. Mm -hmm. I mean, I travel um, extensively, and so I'm on the road with my team. Mm -hmm. you, you, know, you get to talk about wins and losses. So yeah, I, when you have that, 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 that functional family, mm -hmm. um, that, that sort where you can disagree, yeah. but at the end of the day, yeah. you know that at the, at the end we're trying to get that win. Yep. Yeah. 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 It's, so. And then it's funny, because I mean, you know, just like any family, like you bicker, you know, things can things happen, right? But at the end of the day, I still, I still love you as, you know, as, as an employee. Yeah. Like, you know, there, there's a, I may not like you right now because yeah. of something you might yeah. have done, yeah. but that doesn't, that doesn't stop the, the, the love and the care that I, I really true, truly care about you as yeah. an employee. To, to still get you to where you are. So while we're talking about families, yeah. let me tell you how many uh, or, or companies call me up mm. and they say, uh, well, we have a strong culture, it's family. Mm -hmm. But then once I start my assessment, which includes uh, a formal survey, which includes talking to employees, mm -hmm. talking to executives, 
talking to people that have been there for one day, mm-hmm. people, or people that have been there for 30 days, people that have been there for 30 years, you, try to, you start getting a profile of this family. Right. And some, some companies, you know, I've had to help. The broken family. Yeah, well, I, you know, I'm not yeah. sure if they were the Adams family or the, or the Corleone family. That's awesome. But, but it's like, look, yeah. I got to get you to be a functional family. Right. A caring family where everybody knows that they belong. And, and knowing that um, the absence of conflict is, is not the, the test of the family. Right. It's, it's can you have that conflict, uh, push through it. Um, and, and what we say in my business, does everybody still walk, come away from there from the, the situation, mm-hmm. feeling respected, mm-hmm. because I am a family member, yeah. so I, I deserve your respect right. simply because yep. you know my knucklehead brother is my brother, <laughs> right. but he deserves right. respect simply because he's my brother. Right. But do, do I value you? Yes. You know, you push back, you challenge, you questioned, and do I value that right. and your courage to do it? And then, do you still feel like you're a part of the family that you belong after that? Right. That's what we try to do with all of our clients. And um, you know we we have clients where the organization is um, uh, 120 people, mm. and we have organizations that uh, let's see, uh, it have more than 20,000 employees. Wow! So when you have a company, so I can see like say smaller startup companies, they only have like a handful of employees. It's it's a lot. It's easier mm-hmm. to have to have that relationship, that that right. family, you know, because you don't have very many employees. But somebody right. that's got twenty thousand employees, how right. would a CEO still stay connected and have that family relationship when you got twenty thousand, thirty thousand employees? Right. You, you do it through you do it through uh, um, your leaders in the organization. Mm-hmm. Where you want that connection, the connection is not so valuable. And this is what I tell the CEOs of my client organizations. You, it's not so important that the person at the front line has that connection with you, but have you created an environment where that manager of that person mm-hmm. understands that your job is to make sure that that person feels connected and belongs to your team? Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, that, that person, uh, for an example, could be in a call center somewhere. The CEO could be in another state but have you created the expectation that you're gonna be evaluated by not only do you meet timelines and, and budgets, mm-hmm. but do the people on your team feel like they're a member of your team? Mm-hmm. And trust me, um, employees will tell you that. Yeah. And oftentimes, um, they, may, they may do something as uh, explicit as to, to voice a concern mm-hmm. or to let the people up the, the, the chain though, yeah. or worse, They'll stay mm. and um, and just won't produce mm. or produce less than they could, right. or they leave. Right. But in this day and age, people just don't leave organizations. Mm-hmm. They leave and then they go to play, they go onto social media social sites media, Glass like Door. Glassdoor yep. and put the company on blast. And yep. then future employees, yeah. if they see enough of that, right, they says, it oh, paints a picture. Yeah, they, they, they maybe maybe that's not a place. So that's the. Um, you know, when I'm talking CEO to CEO to my client organization, I have to help them understand that yes, you have a, a responsibility to your stakeholders, your shareholders, your your suppliers, um, your customers, your community. But let's not forget about uh, the most important um, aspect, which is the the people. people yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can go into companies, and they'll tell you if they believe the CEO has set that if she or he has set that tone. Right, mm-hmm. and I think it's important, just you know, based on what you're saying, it's important for the CEO to 
um, work directly with management to right. you know instill those core values right, right? And, and what the company stands for right. to then pass that on pass that on because th that's how you scale right, right? And, and 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 I love that when you said keeping connected I, I had this vision in, in my head of, of like everybody holding hands like yeah. from the top down yeah. you know is 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 we're all connected right mm -hmm. so if the company's moving this way, mm -hmm. I'm gonna instruct all my leaders to then pass it down to mm -hmm. everybody else. Yeah, and, and, and today, um, you know, there's a lot of talk about the, the generations. So we'll say mm. the, the generation entering the workforce or, or those that have just entered. Yep. They, they, wanna, they wanna be connected, but they wanna be connected to something that's important. Yep. So, so they, it, I just don't wanna be connected to you. Right. I want to be connected to something that that's important to me, yes. whether it's the society or whether it's you're being ethical. Yep. Um, um, you know, we want to make products, right. but are those products made and the people that's making the products are earning less than a livable wage? Right. You know, so p these kids, um, millennials. kids, I'm Millenni millennials, millennials, yeah. millennials and, and younger yeah. too. Yeah, you, yeah, you they, see that. they want to be connected. So that's the big thing. Now we're telling, make sure that your employees know what you stand for. Mm -hmm. And that means in the, in the, in back in the past, you may have to step out and, and take a position on issues that in the past, it's like, hey, look, doesn't have anything to do with us. Mm -hmm. As long as it doesn't come inside these four walls, you can't do that. Right. Your, your employees now are, are saying, where do you stand on X? Right, right. And whether it's been fueled by the in, environmental um, um, causes, uh, gun violence, mm -hmm. uh, Me Too movement, mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter. People want to know, want companies. That, and, and trust me, um, my, my, the, the senior leadership of mm -hmm. the organizations that are my clients, they, they're struggling with that. Yeah. Because they're not used to, it's like, no, if it doesn't, right. it's not our crisis. Then let's not touch let, it. Let's, let's, let's not touch but it. But they got to understand that the millennials and the younger generation—that is what they're looking for. Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. I think I think it's really important. I talk about this a lot in our company. Mm -hmm. Is what is our why? Right. I believe every company you need to have a why. Why right. you do what you do, and that right. needs to be complete transparent to right. all of your employees, right. because they need to know why they do what they do. Mm -hmm. And it can't just be generate profits. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's mm -hmm. something so much bigger. And I believe that when you're working for something that's bigger than yourself, right. You're going. You're you're going to put in that extra hour. You're going to put in that more that 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 work that needs to get the job done. Right. Right. I just you know my, my wish is that you know more companies you know would 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 start seeing it that way. Where whereas you know closing the doors and not yeah. burying your head in the sand. Right. You know it doesn't right. it doesn't work. Nope. It does not. Not not now. With with the, the paradigm is shifting. Mm -hmm. So trying to get uh, leaders of organizations, small and large, to to understand that and then embrace it. Right. Um, you know, you've got uh, powerful tools at your disposal, your your, your website, um, and your, your, the CEOs are out speaking. You've got the bully pulpit. Yep. You, you grab that mic and make sure that um, you're telling your story. If not, someone else will tell it for you. Mm. I, always, I always say, you know, be the lead character in your own movie, movie. not somebody yep. else. I like that. <laughs> but but it, it, it's true. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I think I think you need to you need to speak your mind and, and stand up for what you believe in. Right. right. So so we were talking a little bit about millennials. Um, I know there are some 
business owners that 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 you know they're they're trying to learn how to hire millennials. They're trying to incorporate millennials in their right. team. Some of them are frustrated because they don't know how to deal with millennials. Right. So. How, how do you guys, you know, instruct, a, a, say, a CEO that's been it for, for years that is now trying to hire on, you know, younger, younger employees? Yeah, so um, it's, it's, not that, it's not that complicated. Um, a, again, um, the, the, the folks that have just entered the workforce and the ones that are entering, when, when that phone rings at 2 o'clock in the morning for Icarus Consulting and, and it's like, hey, I've got, I'm, I'm not getting the talent that I want. Yeah. Um, Help me. Yeah. It's like okay, let's talk. Let's find out what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So, in some cases, if they're not getting the talent they want, they want that they've they've gone there. They're not looking at sources that they haven't looked at in the past. Right. If you've already always gone to school X, why aren't you looking at school Y and Z mm -hmm. that has similar talent but is outside of your your footprint? Mm -hmm. um, who who's talking to them? Right. Who's talking to them? One of the things that we help companies do, uh, and I think uh, Icarus Consulting is really good at this, is uh, most companies, um, I would say, let's take the top 50 on, that's been recognized by someone as being the best for diversity. Mm -hmm. All 50 of those companies have employee resource groups. Mm -hmm. We go in and we help the companies uh, leverage these employees to go out and help with sourcing help with recruiting. If you want to recruit vets, mm -hmm. it may be a good idea to have some employees who have recently transitioned mm -hmm. from the military into your company to go back and talk to vets mm -hmm. about this company and why it is a great place for, for, for veterans. Likewise, um, if you are going after engineers mm -hmm. and um, you've traditionally gone to the same place, why aren't you partnering with organizations like the Society of Women Engineers, mm -hmm. the National Society of Black Engineers, mm -hmm. those organizations, uh, why aren't you partnering with them to help you get the talent that's emerging from engineering schools, right. which is tilting toward um, more people of color and women. Right. And if you right. don't have that in your organization or you're not going to be appealing, you're going to need someone speaking and advocating on your behalf. Right. And so that's what we try to do. We say, okay, whatever you've done that's been successful, so far, yep. may not be successful going forward. Right. So let's talk about what the new recipe is. Yes. And, and, and oh, by the way, um, having been a chief diversity officer for a company, I know that what they want to know, how much is that going to cost me? <laughs> right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, right, can, yeah. you know, can you yeah. give me a, a cost-effective, budget-friendly approach? And we say, hey, these, these things are, are very budget-friendly yeah. things to do. Some um, are even free. I love I love that like having your employees kind of be like your advocate. Oh yeah. Like go into like these these different events and yeah. stuff and and you know I mean we've hired from KSU and we've hired from different right. different you know colleges and stuff. Mm -hmm. But to have someone that you know came from KSU or somebody mm -hmm. that. Um, you know, has has a certain background or mm -hmm. something like that, speaking mm -hmm. to others in that certain background. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're doing your job as a CEO and you're painting that culture and they're yeah. excited and they feel as a part yeah. of the family, yeah. that's gonna come across yeah. in them. Yeah. You know, is they're gonna be your biggest advocate as yeah. the people that you currently have. Imagine if you would uh, a conversation where um, you have a uh, uh, a group of um, employees that are veterans and and they have a veterans organization inside of the company. Mm -hmm. Imagine the part of that first conversation with that recruit is we have an, a, a group that once you you know, sign on and you go through onboarding, 
you know, part of that is, you know, you have the option of, you know, uh, joining our group. Yeah. And this is all the things we do for the company. Here's all the things we do for employees. Right. Here's all the things we do for the community. Right. You still, and I will tell you, for a vet, being able to step from one team, he's looking for, he yes. or she it's is looking for another team. team. Yeah. And so yep. that's what we help companies do and say, guys, that's not gonna cost you any money. You already have the group. Yeah. Let us help you position them to, 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 to speak and, and do the, the heavy lifting on your behalf. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I, and I, so diverse, let's talk a little bit about like the importance of diversity mm -hmm. in, in, in a corporation. Yeah. Um, what are some of your thoughts on, on why it's so important for a company, uh, especially nowadays, to, to, to have such a diverse group? Yeah, and let's make sure when we talk about diversity, we, we're talking about the, the, the most broadest definition. Yeah. So in addition to race, ethnicity, gender, right. we're talking about different backgrounds. backgrounds. We're talking yep. um, di um, different schools represented, different thinking styles. Yep. Um, that's super, super, super critical. Yep. In, an, in an age where agility, innovation and creativity are, are really the new superpowers. Mm -hmm. You've got to have people that can say, excuse me, have we thought about X? Yes. And people say, well, what would make an organization diverse versus one that's not diverse? The diverse organization is like, the new guy. <laughs> right. You know, didn't you just get here from yes. X company? Yes. How did y'all do it or what did you, what are you, what are we missing? Yep. A non-diverse company would say, you just got here. Right. You know, this is the way we've always He's done, done oh, it. Oh, I hate know. that term. <laughs> so just sit there <laughs> yeah. and listen, and, and when we want an idea from you, yeah. you know, we'll... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll let you know. <laughs> yeah. So you see it's the like, difference? Yeah. So, so I, I'm, and I, I want to make sure that we emphasize that, yeah. because people that's, that's, that's going to watch this, the first thing they're going to think, if you ask 10 people in the room what diversity is, you're going to get 12 different mm. definitions. Right. When really, in you know, uh, we're a few months away from 2020. Yeah. And, and, and I've been at this for a while. We kept telling people, by the year 2020, by the year 2020, yep. you're going to have in the workforce five distinct generations. Yep. Each with, the, with their own way of wanting to do work, how they're going to approach it, what's going to motivate them. And you're going to have to respect and value all of those different yep. perspectives. And so that's what we're trying to help people uh, understand. Everyone, you know, um, if, I think if I had to have a tagline for diversity 2020, mm -hmm. diversity is not about counting people, it's about making people count. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's, that's that, you can have that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, awesome. and, and I know when we started yeah. this, yeah. Um, um, the environment we may have been in, uh, coming out of the civil rights movement, uh, uh, some of the affirmative action mm -hmm. uh, initiatives, um, uh, public policies mm -hmm. that had to bring about uh, equity and, and e equality, mm -hmm. but now we're in now we're in 2020, yeah. and and now it's about everyone on the team um, feeling like they're valued, respected, and and that they're connected to something that's that's bigger than them. It's so value like there's so much value behind that. Like I like you know in the movie business, you know when I'm you know producing a, a project and I'm putting putting it together, right. Like I'm respecting like all the different viewpoints that mm -hmm. are that are coming in. It's, mm -hmm. it's no different in, in, in corporations. Mm -hmm. You know, like um, we have uh, we we brought on a female producer from Kenya, and, mm -hmm. and we have another guy that his family's from Mexico, and right. young and old too. Like I mean, we just hired on somebody that like is is relatively young, you know, mm -hmm. and just getting but. When we have our meetings, and granted, we're you know our creative meetings are a little bit smaller of a leadership team, mm -hmm. 
but it's open. Right. Like, so I will kind of facilitate and then we'll have an open discussion about mm -hmm. it. And I just I just love hearing the input from everybody. And I try to allow everybody to speak right. and, and speak their mind because right. that's what I believe makes a beautiful project. It's right. like a movie. A movie's right. not made by one person. It's right. you see all the credits. Right. It's made by a lot of people, <laughs> yeah. right? I'm in the action about that. <laughs> you know, all those people. A lot, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. roles, but in corporate in corporate America, it's yeah. the same thing. A company can Consist of people. Yeah. So the more plugged in your people are, right. The more beneficial the organization is going to be in right. achieving its objective. Right. I, I couldn't 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 agree with you more. Um, however, when when we're called, um, we're we're often called because a, an organization or a company is facing some tensions. Mm. Um, and and let's face it, today there are, because of what's happening outside, mm -hmm. that's coming right through the front door with employees every day. Right. Um, so whether it's, again, whether it's immigration, whether it's gun control, whether it's religion, right. uh, religious freedom uh, or expression or, or, or identity, right. um, th these cause tensions because people, we, and this is what I would, I would tell anybody that, that's, that's listening, and this is what I tell my clients, respect and value doesn't necessarily mean agreement. I don't have to agree right. with your position, but I but I do. I should respect Back. you yes. in the fact that you have a position that's different than mine, mm -hmm. and that's where that's where the tension comes because there are people that's like, well, if making people feel included means I have to agree with X, Y, or Z, mm -hmm. and and I'm just not in agreement with that. Yeah. No, no, but that we're not. That that's not what inclusion means. Inclusion means that you. You, you respect the fact that as a human being, they're entitled to have a different perspective, and the fact that um, they're bringing, they're coming, they're showing their work every day, they're producing, they're a member of the team. They should be still, still be valued. Right. And if if people would just take a deep breath and just listen. Yeah. And yeah. and 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 see where there could be common ground. Sure. For possible agreement. Right. You know, people are staking these polar positions and no one wants nothing to move Nothing budget. moves forward that but way. But that's because people are not listening. Right, right. I found Sometimes. myself shifting uh, on a number of positions I didn't think I would shift on. Right. Um, but I, it was only because I wasn't listening. Hmm. So, so you have a, a few books at this point, right? And yeah. So what's the latest and greatest? So I've got a, a, a number of books. One, one that I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of is my latest. And, and I think it's, it was motivated by what was, what's happening right now. It's, it's entitled um, Winter in America. Yeah. And, and what I tried to do, um, in addition to um, being a person that has some expertise in diversity, uh, I, got, I, I got my postgrad in public policy. Mm. So what this book is about is, as a result of the, the 2016 election, what, has, what public policies, um, how are public policies affecting diversity in the workplace, mm -hmm. in the communities, and in the country, and then um, you know what is that? Um, what are the implications for for 2020? Mm. You know, um, based on what we've seen, uh, the result of some of the public policies. What what are, what's what's going to happen in 2020? So it it doesn't um, provide a lot of answers. Mm -hmm. It asks a lot of questions, and it and it shares some a lot of anecdotes. It one of my favorites is. Um, being at a uh, at a coffee shop mm -hmm. and hearing um, this was a couple of days after the 16 election mm -hmm. and, and hearing two guys um, talk about their feelings and thoughts about the elections and I didn't I, first I was going to just let it go yeah but then I followed them out, out outside of the coffee shop and we had a 30 40 minute co uh, conversation outside of the coffee shop and these were two guys who 
who, who view things differently than I did. Right. But by talking to them and listening to them, uh, I realized that just because you voted differently than yep. I did, yep. um, just because you happened to uh, be in a state that maybe voted differently than I would have liked, that doesn't make you uh, a bad person. Right. You know, the, the chapter is actually entitled, Voters in Red States Are Not Barbarians at the Gate. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, and, yeah. and again, the, the, the purpose of that chapter is to get people to say, if you listen, yeah. I'm not saying I agree, yeah. but I do understand yep. a lot better than than I did than I did before. So, so great, I'm I'm real 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 proud about that's this. awesome. And a great takeaway is is just listen, hear yeah. people out, hear yeah. people out, get their viewpoint. Well, people people are listening, but they're only listening to people that have the same viewpoint. Yes. People are only talking, but they're only talking to people that willing to listen to the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. Listen, talk, um, reach out, reach out, and uh, and uh, you'll learn. That's awesome. So, in wrapping up, if there was one piece of advice that you were to give to somebody in leadership, management, CEO, entrepreneurship, what would that be? I, it would be that in trying to make a team the the, uh, the most productive, the most successful. That should not be looked at as something extra. That shouldn't be looked at as, oh my goodness, this is something else that I have to add to my plate. Mm -hmm. No, my friend, this is essential to you being um, to you being um, successful. So I wouldn't want uh, the other thing that I wouldn't uh, that I would want um, leaders to understand that it, it's it's on you as a as a former. Uh, military leader, corporate leader, educational leader. If there's one thing I understand, uh, leadership sets the leadership sets the tone. Uh, it, you know, I, the, the the quote, the exact quote from uh, "Remember the Titans" escaped me, but there was a, a great quote in there where it's like uh, uh, attitude reflects leadership. Right. I think it was something 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 like that. Right. And so that is what I would want people to remember: is that when it comes to um, having a diverse work team. Having a team where everybody on that team knows their role, is performing it, and knows that they have to do that in order to help the rest of the team, um, that, that leadership has to set that, that example and set that tone for that to happen. It doesn't just happen by itself. That's awesome. Hey, Shelton, I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. I appreciate it. This yeah. was fun. Yeah. Hey, guys, thanks for tuning into the episode. If you guys enjoyed it, show some love. Give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Also, make sure you check out our exclusive C-Level group on Facebook.